This is Austin Hayes. Thank you for scheduling your consult appointment. This video is meant to be an introduction into the operation you've been considering. Hopefully I'll give you some helpful information. Go ahead and write your questions down and bring them with you to your consultation appointment. We'll get all of them answered. Uh, what I want to talk about is breast augmentation surgery. And breast augmentation is the most common operation that I perform. Breast augmentation is typically performed with an implant. An implant is the most reliable way to make the breast larger, typically restoring volume at the top and increasing cleavage, which is what most of my patients are asking for. I'm gonna talk first about the basics of breast augmentation. So I'm gonna talk about the incision, talk about the placement of the implant, and I'll talk a little bit about the differences in the implants themselves. The first thing is when I go into these fundamentals, it's, it's my desire, it, I want to avoid something called a capsular contracture, and that's something that most people have not heard of. But when I talk about the fundamentals, some of the decisions that I make are made because of my desire to decrease the risk of a capsular contracture. So what is a capsular contracture? Capsular contracture is an abnormally thick layer of tissue that forms around the implant. The risk for a careful, carefully performed operation is about one in 20. So we wanna do everything we can to minimize it. And I want people to think of blood and bacteria as being the culprit. So if I start out talking about the incision, we have armpit, nipple, and crease incisions, which are the most common. I prefer a crease incision. It's, it's performed on the bare skin. It's about four and a half centimeters long. So it's less than two inches and it hides nicely. I then place the implant and I have the option of putting it above or below the muscle. I find that implants below the muscle look more natural, feel more natural, less likelihood of seeing the implant, either its edges or wrinkles that can form on the implant shell. It also decreases the risk of capsular contracture by about 50% to be under the muscle. So we can talk about, in the clinic, we'll talk about the pros and cons of the specific placement for you. When I, when I talk about implants, uh, the main thing to talk about first is silicone versus saline. It's important to know that the shell of an implant is the same and the fill material is different. So a saline implant has the same silicone shell, it just has saline or water inside of it. Saline implants tend to have more cons. There are some pros to them, but the cons are they tend to feel less natural and have a higher risk of rippling or wrinkling. One of the benefits, however, is if a saline implant were to crack, your body absorbs the saline and it's totally safe. Silicone implants are the opposite. They have a lot of uh, benefits, but they have one downside. The benefits are silicone gel is now solid, so you can cut the implant and the material stays inside of it, so it doesn't leak in the way a liquid implant or an, I should say an old silicone liquid implant used to. So it's an important safety feature. That solid nature of the gel makes them uh, feel more natural. They do a better job of maintaining fullness at the top. And most people select a silicone implant. There is a downside, however. The shell of, a, of an implant can crack over time. It doesn't tend to crack from being physically active um, in any way. It cracks because of age and time and folding and unfolding in the same place. And the risk is about 1% per year. Um, but the only way you know if you have a crack with a silicone implant is with imaging. Typically an ultrasound is a, uh, a, an easy way to make sure that the implant is intact. Um, so those are the fundamentals of uh, incision, pocket, and implant. 
So the next thing we'll talk about is sizing. And this is the, the question that people are wondering about. We will size together one-on-one -on -one in my office. I take measurements. I like to know the width of your breast. That helps me know which implants are too wide, which implants are too narrow, and we'll try on um, many different implants. One of the things we can change with an implant is we can change the overall volume, which is the thing you think about most, particularly when you look online, uh, you think of the volume that somebody has. But we can also adjust what's called the profile. And that refers to implants, how much an implant sticks out away from your body. So a 300cc low profile implant looks different than a 300cc high profile implant. And so we'll try on those differences and we can dial in your look to where when your shoulders, your breasts, your tummy, your waist, uh, your hips, butt and thighs come into balance the way you like, usually that's where we stop. We know that that's the right size implant. I perform my operations under IV anesthesia. You go all the way to sleep. Uh, when people wake up, I don't use special wraps or special bras. Um, people have a waterproof band-aid. Um, they go home, take a little nap, shower anytime, get dressed, and have a, what I call a lazy Saturday, which means kind of hanging out at home, but still active, moving their arms normally. They can go out to dinner the night of surgery if they want to. People usually drive after about two to three days. Uh, returning to work, it depends on how physical somebody's job is. Most people return to work after five to seven days, but a lot of people work from home and they can be answering emails within you know, one to three days. Being on phone calls takes a little bit longer. We want you to feel your best if you're interacting with clients or coworkers. So usually that's five to seven days. People return to the gym for lunges, squats, kind of lower body exercises at three weeks. Uh, six weeks is full activity, so um, that's when you're allowed to do cardio, particularly things that involve bouncing. One of the things I do that is pretty unique to my practice is through the crease incision, I secure uh, your crease down to kind of create a very strong shelf for the implant. So when the implant comes down, I want it to sit right on the shelf so all the volume of the implant goes right into your breast. Makes your cleavage look better, makes the top look more full. Um, and so I really prioritize healing and so I'm restricting you for, again, those bouncing or really physical activities to about six weeks. Um, well, I hope this video was helpful. I look forward to seeing you in the office. Uh, thank you.